Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. Well, it is I, along with Doug, Jessica Wallace, are off today, your organic gardeners. And this is going to be an hour that, well, folks, just like a good potting mix, we're going to make it grow. The phone numbers is 866-391-1020. We want call after call after call. So get on the line right now. It's raining. You have nowhere to go, nothing to do, but listen to the radio and get all of these questions answered with Doug who now, ladies and gentlemen, is just days away from going to the Emerish Isle to see really how green the fields are and how things do grow in the gardens there. And also another exciting announcement from this guy who doesn't let any grass grow under his feet. So let's say good morning to Doug Oster, everybodygardens.com, and the Tribune Review. Good morning. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from everybodygardens.com and the Tribune Review. And that's right. On Friday, I am leaving for Ireland with some of my gardening friends are going along with me. And I can't wait to go. And today I am announcing that next year in April, I'm headed to Italy, my favorite place. Ireland's up there. The only thing that tits Italy a little bit above Ireland is the food. <laughs> the food is unbelievable. So next April, I'm going to take people to Italy. We're going to start in Rome and work our way down to the Amalfi Coast. Uh, you can see all the details for my next trip at my Facebook page, or you can just give me a call at 412-965-3278. I know it seems like a long way away, but you know these trips always sell out. You get a discount when you sign up early. You want to go to Italy, don't you? <laughs> Who doesn't? So uh, I'd love to take you with me, and, and I'm very much looking forward to Heading to Ireland on Friday. Uh, I love Ireland. Uh, they have the, uh, some of the most friendly people. And, yeah, seven shades of green, that's for sure. So do they let their tomatoes actually ripen, or do they like them to stay green? Uh, well, you know, there are some tomatoes that are actually ripe when they are green. So maybe that's what they should be so growing. So what, what do they grow? Is the garden pretty much the same as it is here over there? Uh, no, it's, it's better. <laughs> you can grow almost all year round. Uh, they have this very, very... Uh, mild climate from being right in the ocean it gets cold and every once in a while there's a little snow but uh you know the funny thing is there's, there's things blooming at the same time that don't bloom here like you could have marigolds blooming with uh rhododendrons or something like that so it is a wonderful climate for gardening they can grow a lot of things better than we can you know things that love cool wet weather you know they love it you know when i last time i was in ireland we're walking out of this castle, and we looked up, and there's going to be a little rain. And uh, a, a priest said, "Ah, another typical Irish day, sunny and wet. <laughs> That's what it's like. It rains and it's sunny." You've ever been there before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I I love it. I just absolutely love it. But next year, next April, and April is the best time to be in Italy before all the 
the tourist stuff and before it gets so hot. It's it's awful hot. Where are you going in Italy again? Uh, we're starting in Rome, and then we're going to work our way down to the Amalfi Coast. We're going to see Pompeii. We're going to see the gardens of the Vatican, which uh, is hard to get into, and some other gardens there. Uh, it's going to be an amazing trip. All the details are at my Facebook page. And today... If you can't make it to Ireland or Italy, you can come see me at Brankles, which is in the North Hills in Reserve Township. One o'clock, I'll be giving a free gardening presentation talking all about summer garden maintenance and more. Today, one o'clock at Brankles. It's a very, very cool place. So uh, for everything that we do for you, the Bambino and I, are you going to actually finally bring us some tomatoes in this year? Is the crop going to be any better than it has been in the I haven't had a tomato from you in five years. I hope so. This was the year that I, in fact, last year, that was my New Year's resolution to do a better job with my tomatoes. My, My problem is not having full sun. You know, I get tomatoes, but, you know, I don't get them in. Everybody's told me the same thing. Their tomato crop has been, like, in the tank. This rain is not good. This, this... You know, we had the hot in the beginning, but this kind of cool-off and rain is is not going to be good for the tomato crop. They love an Italian summer. They love dry and hot. And they're very susceptible to fungal diseases. I think we might have to rely on Jessica, but we'll see, because she's got that full sun. She's got, you know, she posts pictures of baskets and baskets of tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm picking tomatoes, but not like that. Uh, we'll see how it goes this year, though. I, I've done a better job at, at you know, I, I got brought manure in over the winter. I've got tomato tone. I've got compost. It's just, you know, if you don't have the full sun. And every year, it gets less and less as the trees get bigger and bigger. And so I'm doing my best. Boy, I got to tell you, and hopefully they're not listening, but I drove by the old homestead last night. <laughs> I'm just saying... If there is such thing as somebody coming back, my dad's going to be at your doorstep. He had planted two pine trees just prior to his death out further away from the house because when he moved in there in the 50s, he planted them like right up on the gutters, okay? So you know what happened. He had to get rid of them. I drove by yesterday. They were both cut down to the stump. It's a bad feeling. (laughs) It's something your dad did. I don't know if I could even go back and look at mine. Uh, that's the first time I've done it in forever. I drove I drove by, and I went, what happened to those pine trees? And there was nothing but the stump. They didn't even take the stump out of the ground. And I thought to myself, my dad was so proud huh. of those pine trees. So it is what it is. They own the property. You know, they can do what they want. It's interesting that you bring that up because that connection that we have with plants is something I just oh. wrote about at Everybody Gardens. It's about uh, I had a Facebook friend that's, that was talking about moving some plants, and I said, well, tell me about it. She said, well, I'm moving these plants that I planted as a teenager when my dog passed away. And I'm like, and I'm moving back to this house that my husband is redoing. I'm like, well, that sounds like a good story. And I went out there and the the husband is, you know, connected to his grandmother who lived in the house. And he's putting in these roses exactly at the same spot that his grandmother had. You know, she, he said that she was a dead eye shot, that she could shoot a snake out of the garden from the second floor and had a gun at like each window. This is out in the country. Okay. This isn't, this isn't in the North side. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. That connection with the plants. My father on a rainy day, kind of like today, actually went outside and brought in a turtle that we actually had as a pet for quite some time, but he planted three maple trees in his backyard. This would have been in the late sixties. One survived. And I mean, he went through painstaking efforts to save the other two. And I remember seeing him so many times standing underneath this tree, just so happy that it survived. But I mean, you have to understand, I'm 61 years old. My dad has been gone since 2000. And I I literally was just driving by the house, just going about my business. And I glanced for two seconds and seeing those stumps, those trees being gone, 
it immediately just had all these emotions, you yeah. know? It's yeah. amazing. All right, listen, we're going to take the 10th caller right now to get a gift certificate from Sorgles, 412-922-1020. And then Doug would love to hear from you already. Lee in New Kensington, Frank in Coriopolis. So get on the phone lines. Time to talk about everything that is gardening on the Organic Gardeners, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com, or you can text me. On the right automotive line, the best deal in town. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020, KDK. All right, I got a dollar bank and an access question to get to. I have got a right automotive text message to get to. Um, but right now, Doug wants to let you know how you can get to him later today. That's right. Today, I'm going to be at Brankel's Greenhouse in the North Hills. It's in Reserve Township. One o'clock for a free gardening presentation, talking summer garden maintenance. All right, let's get to the phones, Rob, and see if I can answer any of these questions. All right, let's say hi now to Lee in New Kensington. Lee, good morning. Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning. With the diminished honeybee population, is there an issue with tomato and cucumber pollination? Definitely. Uh, definitely. You know, I guess we see it most off. When we talk about uh, zucchinis, you know how it used to be where you'd have so many zucchinis you didn't know what to do with them. But it's not just European honeybees. It's also the decline in pollination of our native pollinators also. So, you know, as Jessica and I always talk about, try and grow some stuff to bring the bees in. Uh, You know, I've got two honeybee hives in my vegetable garden now. And when I put that first hive in about five years ago, the, the, the... Cucumbers and zucchinis and any vine crops, anything like that, uh, it's just, they go through the roof. It's wonderful. Uh, the thing the thing you can do, though, if you are worried about this, um, and especially with those vine crops like your pumpkins, zucchinis, and that sort of thing, those can be hand-pollinated as a cucumber could, but it's harder with a cucumber just as the flowers are smaller. But the same is true with with tomatoes. You know, if you were worried you weren't if it wasn't if it weren't setting good fruit and you didn't see bees in the flowers, if you just shake that plant a little bit, uh, tomatoes are actually self-pollinating, and so both parts of uh, are in the flower, and the bee doesn't actually do the the doesn't take the pollen from one place, flower to the other. It it tries to get into the flower, and that buzzing and that wrote that vibrating is what pollinates the flower. I saw some morning doves the other day actually picking yellow jackets out of the dirt and eating them. Wow. And they were like a, a massive group of them, you know, and I went, <laughs> I've never are, seen that. That's cool. I go, what are they digging? And I kept, go at it, boys. We don't need them in the backyard. But I found that fat. You know, if you actually sit and watch Mother Nature sometimes, it is kind of amazing. I've got a little spot that I call the fern room and it's in the woods and there's just a little chair there. And I just like to go there and just sit in that chair. Once you sit down and you're quiet, it's amazing what you see when you watch. It was the same thing for me. I never realized how much time birds spend on the ground hunting. Uh, and then a little, uh, one time, just a little uh, chipmunk was doing its thing, didn't know I was there. And then I heard something behind me, and I was like, what is that? And I looked down, and it's a snake coming right between my, <laughs> my legs out towards into the ferns. How about this transom in my kitchen back door? A... Bird actually poked a hole through the screen, built a nest, and every morning is in there feeding <laughs> the babies. It's pretty fascinating oh, that's stuff. that's awesome. All right, a couple of uh, messages. Let's go to uh, the Dollar Bank uh, in, um, instant access message. Bottom leaves, tomato plants turning yellow. Already. And oh. my fig trees came back to life, so that's good. Yeah, good news on the fig trees. Mine did not come back. A friend gave me just a little start to, to start again. Um, so... 
we first have to kind of really take a close look at those tomato leaves and see if it's just pure yellow or if it's yellow with brown spots. If it's yellow with brown spots, that's the indication of uh, one of two fungal issues called early blight or septoria leaf spot. If that is the case, if you see those brown spots, remove the infected foliage and dispose of it, get it away. Um, be sure you don't remove the infected foliage and then go to another plant because you will spread the disease. And then treat that plant with something called serenade. It is an organic fungicide that it's not a chemical control. It's a, what we call a biological control. And so it will stop the fungal spores from reproducing. And as I said, if it's just a yellowing, it, it could just be that plant, you know, too much water, not enough water, that sort of thing. But if you get the brown spots on there and they start to curl, that's definitely a fungal issue. All right. Uh, we have a uh, right automotive text line question. What is a good perennial to plant in the sun? What is a good annual to plant in the sun? Well, there are a million of them. I'll tell you a couple sun lovers. Uh, one of my favorites is the coneflower family. We used to, when they first came out, it was like, oh, it's a purple coneflower. It's a prairie plant with beautiful purple flowers. But now breeders have turned it into every color you could possibly imagine. White, red, pinks, doubles. Uh, uh, coneflower is a great pollinator plant, but you have to... If you're thinking about planting for pollinators, it's it's the single flower you want, not the doubles. But the double flowers are for you, or they're for the gardener. Sun plant for the annual, I, I mean, there's a million of them. It's, it's more about what kind of flowers you love. I would say go to the nursery, go to the sun area, and look through those flowers and see one that you love. But there are a million sun lovers, cosmos and marigolds, and uh, it's, just, it's endless. You know, it's more... More difficult to find shade flowers, uh, especially in the annuals. I'm just curious, what airline are you flying over to Ireland? You know what? I can't remember to tell you the truth. I looked at it the other day. I, you know, I'm not sure. It might be Delta. I can't remember. So what's a flight like to Ireland? Uh, it's pretty easy. easy. It's, it's pretty yeah. quick. It's like seven hours, maybe a little less. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. You know, you go at night and you try and sleep on the plane for a couple hours. You get there at eight in the morning, uh, hit the ground running. About four o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, oh man! Tired. But you try and stay up, try and get on that their time schedule. You know, go to bed early. You know, seven o'clock or something like that. By the time you wake up the next morning, feeling okay, you're getting there. And then the next day, you're like, so okay, you got to go at least ten days, right? Well, no, nah, you could do six, seven. It's it depends on the person. Uh, I find going a lot easier than coming back. What about accommodations? What's it like? Oh, that's the thing. Uh, when you go with this, I, I travel with this company called Colette. They stay at places 10 times better than I would st stay. You know, it's just the the cream of the crop, beautiful places. And uh, the funny thing is you don't really get to see them that much because you're, you're on the road. You know, you want to see as much as you can while you're there. Even everything that we've got booked into the trip that that, that for Italy and Ireland – I always find other things, you know, if you, you, you meet somebody that, oh, I've got a, a I don't tell you about a great garden. You just go right down here in the town square. I'm like, oh, okay, come on, everybody. Let's go down there. So w would this weather kind of be conducive to an Ireland morning, maybe? Maybe. It's more showers than yeah. it is like this, like a full-blown rain. It'll be showers for a little bit and then sun clear up. Yeah, clear up. Wow. Sunny and wet every day. Left side of the road they drive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did that actually last time I drove and that was it was it was it was difficult. <laughs> you know, especially, you know, it's okay when you're out in the country, but in the city, 
my son was my co-pilot, and I was like, at one point, I was yelling, "Is this right? Is this right? Is this right?" <laughs> All right, listen, we got to get to a break in about a minute, and then we'll get CBS Radio News. President set to. Start going in Singapore with Kim Jong-un, who's already there. The big summit coming up on Tuesday. So we'll have the latest on that. And also the aftermath of the G7 and Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, not real happy with some of the president's comments. So after that, we'll give you an opportunity to phone in and win a certificate from the good folks at Janoski's. And, you know, they're so excited because they've got some exciting things happening, like the, the well, folks, it's the... It's the uh, beautiful ribbon-cutting ceremony for the expansion of the farm market. It's amazing. That Big. farm market is amazing. Uh, I'm so happy for them. Uh, I went there right when they had started it, and I just saw it right before it opened or it was going to open. It's 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 huge and filled with cool stuff. A lot of their own product, too. Uh, I'm nice. telling you what, I can't believe how much of their own produce they have so early. You know, I was there, what was it, two, three weeks ago to speak, and... Uh, Patty was showing me this is from the field, this is from the field, and it's cheap. And I go there, I fill up on produce, man. It's they, good they, stuff. They've got jarred applesauce, spaghetti All sauce. All sorts of great stuff. It's nice. So good luck uh, on that 23rd and 24th of the month of June, which we are now in. All right, uh, we're going to get this break, and we'll come back. By the way, just one phone line available for Doug today, 866-3-1-10-20. Find out more about that Ireland trip, what he's going to be doing in April with Italy by going to everybodygardens.com. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. I'm on my way to Ireland on Friday with all my gardening friends in tow. And you can follow me along on the trip at everybodygardens.com. I'll be posting every day. But next April, I'm headed for Italy. You should come with me, starting in Rome, then heading down to the Amalfi Coast. Would love to have you along with me. And you can find out all the details at my Facebook page or give me a call, 412-965-3278. And I don't know if you know about it, but through everybodygardens.com, you can be part of my Seed of the Month Club. I'll send you seeds every month. You could be part of uh, two free symposiums. We just had one the other day at Sorgles. Uh, I send you a monthly newsletter, weekly emails, all sorts of other cool stuff, and a shirt that says... I wet my plants. By the way, your partner had me so paranoid about ticks last week. <laughs> I think I actually thought I had a tick here on my arm. I must have spent an hour looking at it the other night thinking, do I have a tick? Do I have a tick? Anyway, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take the 10th caller right now to win that gift certificate, $25 at Janoski's, 412-922-1020. Speaking of ticks, that's why I brought it up, this Dollar Bank Instant Access. I heard recently that Barberry promotes the spread of ticks and that all the Barberry in North Park is being removed. Is there any truth to that? I don't know. I heard there was some TV story about Barbary and ticks, but I don't know about it being removed from North Park. I, I don't know how you would do that. No. I mean, Barbary is, it's an invasive. It's everywhere. Uh, and the ticks are everywhere. Yeah. You know, like Jessica always says about the ticks, you know, it, it's you that has to control the ticks. You know, it's it's using something to repel them, and it's it's being vigilant and, and doing inspections. All right, another one. Doug, can you give a one to two minute, is it primer on where to learn about starting bees? Five years for you. Thanks. Yeah, I like a primer, you know, like okay. learn to read. Uh, the best way to learn how, you can't do it in one to two minutes. Uh, the, I'll just tell you that, that Caring for bees is harder than caring for chickens. And if you're going to care for bees, you've got to learn bee biology. And uh, Berg Bees is the organization that I use to learn about bees. And even after five years, I still need a mentor 
to help me through that. Has and it been five years now? Yeah, that's my friend Steve Rapaski from Bee Control. He's my bee mentor, and he helps me. And I'm like, you know, I'm always asking him, okay, when do I... When do I treat for mites? When do I do this? When do I do that? You've got to know bee biology. You got to know that the queen's doing her thing. You got to get in there. You got to open it up. You got to have the equipment. You know, initial expense. You know, that's you know getting the the stuff to protect you from the bees, getting the equipment to to care for the bees. But there's nothing better than than taking care of those bees, and there's absolutely nothing better than the honey you get out of that hive. All right, one more dollar bank. Lots of dollar bank today for Doug. My strawberry plants have very small ants at the base of each plant that are thinning out my patch. I've always had great fruit yield, yet this year the patch is very thin with low fruit production. Are the ants the culprit? And if so, how do I get rid of them? It's not the ants. Don't worry about the ants. Uh, A lot of times with strawberries, the mother plant will start to slow down. That's why they put out those babies. And, you know, after about five years, you want the mother plant out and you want the babies taking over because those runners are the ones that are going to be the most vigorous. And so at this point, as we as we continue into the the season, let the runners go, uh, let them root, and then I would give them a little bit of fertilizer. I give them a good organic liquid fertilizer and see if you can get them going. All right, uh, right out of text line questions and right to the phones. Two established butterfly bushes, four year old, four years old, uh, have not started any new growth. Ideas? Yeah, they're fickle. But butterfly bush will go twenty years and just stop. Four years, just stop. You don't see any new growth by this time. They're done. Uh, if you want to, you can put in another butterfly bush there or maybe pick something that, uh, that the butterflies even like more uh, and it's not an invasive. Uh, there is a little bit of a downside to butterfly bush in that it's invasive and throws seeds everywhere, and so people are trying to avoid it. Planted four-foot dogwood last year. This spring looks dead, but a few leaves coming out on the bottom your thoughts on its survival. Thanks. That's Jim from Claysville. I would uh, throw holly tone on it and cross your fingers, say a prayer, and if we can get it through the next winter, you'll be okay. All right. Let's get right back to the phone. Say hi to Frank in Coriopolis. Frank, good morning. Welcome to KDK Radio. Yeah, good morning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Around my house, I have mulch. It's been down a while, so I have to replenish some of it, but I'm noticing, I don't know, maybe it's because all the rain we've had, I'm getting a lot of clover. Is there any way to get rid of that? I read somewhere where it's the lack of nitrogen, and that's where you get more weeds. I don't know that that's true. Not really. Uh, the clover, the positive thing on clover, and that's only when it's in the lawn, not in your mulch, but in the lawn, is that the clover takes oxygen out of the air, splits it, and makes nitrogen for the grass roots. Uh, the clover that's in, in your beds with that mulch, the way I would deal with it, uh, and if, assuming you don't want it there, is I would just use a string trimmer and continually just cut those tops off, and that'll exhaust the plant. Either that or an organic control would be a uh, uh, herbicide called Burnout. It uses uh, clove oil and very high concentrations of vinegar. But you got to watch it around other plants. You know, anytime you, you're talking with anything that has a high concentration of vinegar, it's going to kill anything it touches. Well, I'd so, be careful just to spray the... Uh, um the clover yeah, itself. if you're going to do that with the clover, do it on a sunny, hot day in the middle of the day. That's when burnout works at its best, and it'll be more effective than a chemical control. It works really well. Okay, good. Thank you very good much. Good luck. Only my mind would think this. So you're gardening in Florida. Do you look at alligators as we would rabbits? I mean, because alligators are everywhere. How could you actually plant a garden with all of the pythons and alligators is that even possible yeah it's possible it's more about actually uh there is the pool (laughs) the pool has to be fenced so the alligator doesn't come in the pool 
because the alligator is not going to eat anything that's in the garden. No. They're, they're meat eaters. Uh, it's funny when I was. You want to get rid of your rabbits, when I was, put your alligator. Yeah, that's right. They, they take care of the rabbits. I was fishing in Florida with one of my sons, and, we, you know, alligators everywhere. And I mean, the, you see them, like, all and, the time. And the guide was like, Tim, go over and get get on that little one. I want to get a picture of you. And Tim looks back at him. He's like, oh, yeah, it's safe. It's safe. You know, my son, I'm not, I'm not getting out of this boat. No way. <laughs> hey, congratulations to Joanne from Murraysville, winner of that Janoski's gift certificate. Uh, stay with us. We're going to come back. Doug's going to take some more calls. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. Is Radio 1020 KDKA. Leaving for Ireland and then Italy next year. Life's pretty good for me. I know it is pretty good. I'm very lucky. Uh, Ireland is one of the most beautiful places in the world. But then off to Italy next April. Just check out Facebook, my Facebook page, and see if the trip's for you. I'd, I'd love to have you along. The food in Italy, I just I can't even. It's indescribable. So wonderful. All right. What do you got, uh Text messages, uh, instant access, phone calls. What would you like? Carrier pigeon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How you can just read my mind, Mr. Oster. Let's say hi to Mary and McMurray. Mary, how are you? Good, thank you. What's on your mind, Mary? Um, I have several peony bushes, mm -hmm. which I've had for years. And this year, all of them bloomed except one plant. And I can't figure out what the problem is. Yeah, that is unusual. When when they get established, they usually do their thing. That plant, what I would do is I would get a, a fertilizer that is specifically uh, made to, to uh, have the stuff in it to help things bloom. And so if you go to the nursery and you say, listen, my peony didn't bloom. Uh, the guy on the radio said, I need a fertilizer that makes things bloom. And there's a bunch of them out there. And then... Treat that plant with that, and then hopefully next year you'll get your flowers. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. Love peonies. Talk to me about where we are in the garden timeline right now. What's happening? You there? know, we're, we're starting peak season, which means that all your containers, uh, what I do anyway, every time that I water them, I add a little bit of fertilizer. And in my case, I still have containers left to plant. I still have things left to plant. You know, I uh, at that... Uh, Seed of the Month Club Symposium, somebody gave me a black brandywine tomato, and I had to really sit there and stare at the garden and think, where is this going to go? Because I'm almost out of room, but there's always a little corner for something. But don't forget the succession plant. You know, we've got everything, you know, most people have everything in. They've got their peppers and their tomatoes and flowers in. But if there is any other space, don't be afraid to go to the nursery uh, plant something. If you haven't planted yet, it's not too late, believe it or not. Believe it or not, this time of the, the season might be a better time to put in tomatoes, peppers, and warm, loving crops. It's not too late to plant. And pretty soon, we're going to start to get some, some good sales going here at the nurseries. And of course, for me, who is a cheapskate, I'm going to swoop in and get what I can. So, how did the plant swap go? Did we talk about that? We might have. The plant swap was crazy. It was fun. It was filled with, with just wild, different Cool plants. I mean, uh, fall-blooming crocus. I never saw that at the plant swap before. It's just uh, uh, there's a camaraderie there. You know, when you get a bunch of gardeners together, it's great. It's just like today I'm going to be at Brankles at 1 o'clock in the North Hills. You get those gardeners all together sitting there. We just have a ball. We just have so much fun. And, and Brankles, man, they're just, they have so many great plants. We're going to have fun. I'm going to 
point out some stuff that, that uh, looks good that you can get for your garden. What are people landscaping with new home construction? Now, we were talking about my parents' late 50s, my house built in 1918, but obviously it's been rebooted a couple of times. Somebody new home construction, definitely they're going to be planning. I mean, rhododendron's still big. Yeah, you know, but a rhododendron is really an understory plant. It's a woodland plant. And so it will, it's so tough that it will work as a foundation plant, but foundation planting. But many of the cultivars, they just get too big to be a foundation planting. Um, that's the number one thing when I see new construction is right plant for the right place. It might look good the day you plant it. But when it gets five years older, 10 years older, it's going to be too big. And I've seen that, you know, it was it's a atypical thing happened where they redid this building across the house or across the street from me. They put these Leland Cypress in like 10 inches from the front of the building. And even my wife was just like, did you see where those trees are? I said, I know. And now they're all in decline. I bet you each one of those trees was $300. So is it maple? Is it oak? Is it Japanese maple? I mean, people don't use ivy. I, I never see ivy anymore. Ground cover, you know, maybe, but not ivy. But so what about the, the trees that you know? I mean, evergreen obviously is in there as well, too. Well, it's like fashion. You know, it changes. You know, some, you know, we go through periods where people love Hinoki cypress, where they love dogwoods. Uh, there was a shrub that I grow called caria that was really popular. Yeah, dogwood's big right now. Yeah, dog, Acusa dogwood is a is a big tree right now. Again, I don't don't think about it that way. Don't think about it. What everybody else is doing. Yeah, think about plants you love for your garden because it's all going to change. Well, you how know? about if you have no idea? Where do you even go? That's where you go to your local nursery and don't be afraid to ask questions. I am supposed to be Mr. Garden Expert. I learn a lot from those people because they work with plants every day, all day. You know, that's they. there's no question that is dumb in gardening. You know, you know what you know. You go there and you say, listen, just like the one of the questions we got today, I, I want a perennial and I want an annual for the sun. There's seriously a thousand of each. You realize you're going to be in Ireland when the World Cup, I think, is going on. And where is that? Is it in Ireland? <laughs> no. Or, no, okay, good. But you understand. That's like a religion. Well, last time I was in Ireland, my wife and I went out for this long hike and we ended up at this little pub and everybody was gathered around the the TV. They brought this big old 25-inch TV out into the middle of the bar, and everybody just sat around it watching soccer. So, yes, I, I, I'm I, aware of the love of soccer there. That's for sure. All right. Uh, about time for us to say goodbye, so you know what you're supposed to do. Go. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.